0: The Fontenelle Final Bell podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids, the solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon.
1: Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield, and where we are. Being joined on this Friday from Troy Nielsen with Smart Yield out of Kearney. Let's dive into it. You and I were talking about this, Troy, before we we started the final bell. Looking at some price numbers, and, and you are right, it's really interesting. December Kansas City wheat, down 37 cents for the week. But we're looking at corn and beans to the upside on crops that haven't even been harvested yet.
0: Right, right. You're exactly right. A couple months ago, we basically harvested wheat in this country. And so we know what those production numbers are. Um, and like you said, we're, uh, Kansas City, December's down 37 and a half cents for the week this week. Uh, corn, corn, however, for the uh, week, we closed the week today, uh, 367 and a half. That's up two and a half cents for the week. Really minor adjustment in soybeans on the November contract we closed today at eight forty-five. that's up a penny and a half for the week so really extremely minor adjustments for for the entire week and in in fairly um small ranges for the week as well so um row crops they're kind of in holding patterns yet because we know harvest is just around the corner uh and fundamentally we're, we're just looking for confirmation of that those crop sizes at this
1: point and that confirmation will come as soon as things start to dry out and producers can get into the fields
0: yeah, that's right. Um, you know, and there's different crops that you see um, obviously south and north, but then there's also, you know, the seed corn comes out um, and some of that's already out and you get a little bit of a feel for what kind of yield compared to, you know, the last two to three years that those guys have seen. Uh I think that's where some of the estimates are coming uh right now. Uh, by the way, the um, um, USDA um Supply and demand report, crop production report comes out next Wednesday, uh, this coming Wednesday, uh, on corn, their average estimate is about a one, or, uh, yeah, it's 177.6 is their average, uh, yield estimate. Last month it was 178.4. So that's a little bit of a reduction that they're anticipating. I think that's adding a little bit of at least underlying support. Not an up move, obviously, but an underlying support in that market. Um, ending stocks there on corn, um, last month, um, you know, that we're one six or 1.68 billion bushel. They're, um, anticipating about a 1.61. So a reduction there in ending stocks. That, that's kind of been on the docket here for a few months, looking at ending stocks, anticipating that to, um, be smaller moving into the, um, into new, new into 2019 with this crop. So I think there's a lot of that going on. There's other issues on the table right now, of course, with with our commodities. And you know, one of them, the big one right now, is weather. Um, this weekend, they're anticipating more moisture coming into that Missouri, into Indiana, and up into Illinois area where they really don't need any more water right now. They've got some rivers up in that northern area that uh, could potentially go over the banks um, as soon as this weekend. But at the same time, um, it's pretty early. It's the first week of September, and if things would clear up and straighten up weather-wise, it may not affect their harvest timing either nor would it affect the crop potentially so but that's something that's being watched very closely
1: kind of want to jump back to this report that's coming out next week and you did mention it uh briefly with the prices but are we going to see any sort of pressure come monday's trade tuesday's trade as we head into that report
0: you know, that's a good point. Um, you always have to look at what the funds are doing coming into the report. Are they going to do some position scoring? Um I would anticipate some position scoring, but we're uh, it's in the middle of the month, the middle of the week. I don't anticipate anything um, um, too crazy to happen um, with position scoring coming into it. Um, and, and most of your commercials, they're, they have their positions right now as far as um, what, what they want to have on the books going into that report so i don't anticipate anything crazy i think it'll be a fairly quiet um couple of days before the report um and then we'll find out wednesday what what the uh, usda is going to print for the
1: month and i'm sure more excitement will be about when those first combines get in the field and you start to see the trickle in numbers of the estimates and, and the conversations that happen via social media
0: yeah that's really changed you're absolutely right um we used to get weekly reports and then daily reports, and now it's minute by minute, you know, on Twitter or whatever uh, social media you're looking at. And so um, the, the, the yield reports will come in, um, and, uh, and obviously that has a huge factor on what, what the market bias is at the time.
1: Looking at these ethanol futures, finding support once again for a Friday trade.
0: Yeah, yeah, ethanol, um, you know, ethanol numbers are strong. Um, they're anticipating coming into 2019 for that to remain strong, um, and to have a little bit of a build on ethanol. So, you know, ethanol is, is just been a real mainstay here for quite some time, um, in these commodities as a demand factor. And I don't anticipate anything going away. The market does anticipate even stronger ethanol. Use into 2019 uh the other factor here domestically is you ha- uh, the cattle on feed numbers are strong um so when you look at the feed use look at the ethanol use domestically we're using a lot of these commodities a lot of corn and so that you know that's all very positive and then of course looking down the road um you know without getting into political discussion on on tariffs, but you hope that can get cleared up and we can um, continue to export to um, all of our export customers through 2019 um, as we have in the past. But there's also, you know, you got to look at the US dollar. Our US dollar has been um, pretty much in an uptrend all year, at least since February. And so, Um, You you want to keep an eye on what that does after this harvest. It will determine uh, or help determine um, part of the export capabilities there.
1: Well, stick around, folks. We've got more of the Fontanelle final bell coming up after this on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontanel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Troy Nielsen is joining us with Smart Yield out of Kearney. We're going to continue to take a look at the uh, grain side of the trade. Talk about some seasonal tendencies, Troy, that you're seeing right now in the grain markets.
0: Yeah, Susan. Um, seasonally, in the uh, start with the uh, corn market, uh, typically right now. Uh, I mean, we, we followed seasonal tendencies. Um, really closely uh all year actually um for the entire year we saw you know a high came in there in uh the springtime we did see a low put in a little bit earlier than normal um which was july i think that was some tariff um news and activity um but then we we did get back into seasonal type of of move through august typically what we see here for the next Oh, couple of weeks anyways, um, in a corn market would be typically a sideways or lower move. So um, we talked a little bit before the break about, you know, maybe some um, fundamentals building in a positive, bullish fashion moving into 2019 and after this um, harvest is wrapped up. But that doesn't mean we aren't going to see some, you know, early harvest pressure, which would match up with some very seasonal tendencies. Whether you look at the five-year, fifteen-year, um, they they both look pretty much um, with the same picture. So I would anticipate that possibly in that corn market. Um, over in the soybean market, you typically this right now you see maybe a little bit of a corrective action and sideways trade, but um, once you get into um, you know around the middle of September through the uh end of September very typically as that soybean um harvest is in in full swing you normally see that market move down now that doesn't mean we think don't think that the market can't recover or recover after that period typically it does but those are the seasonal tendencies that we uh um, um typically see here in the next 2 to 3 weeks in the corn and soybeans.
1: What about for the for the livestock side? What seasonal tendencies are you seeing there?
0: Yeah, looking at the livestock, um, Susan, we're, we're we're seeing some big ranges right now. Uh, you know, with the live cattle up a buck or yeah, up about 60, the feeders up over 3 bucks for this week. We're seeing some pretty big ranges, which is fairly typical this time of year. Um the also the the move up um would be anticipated with a seasonal tendency. If you're looking at the five year or 15 year, um, you you typically see the cattle market move um, a little bit in a choppy sideways pattern until about the end of September. So that's what we would anticipate through most of the month of September is a fairly range bound cattle market. From the first of September though, through um, uh, almost about the third week, sometimes the fourth week of October, you normally and historically have seen some um, moves up in that cattle market. So that, that would be the seasonal tendency there in the cattle as well.
1: Well, cattle features had some weak support going on in the front month early on today. Are we going to be dealing with some Buyer activity that's on the quieter side into this coming week, or what are you seeing in the market?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, looking at the December live cattle for the week, you know, we closed um, about one fourteen fifty seven on December lives. That's up a dollar sixty for the week. If you look over in the feeders, uh, we ended up at one fifty two sixty seven November. That's up three dollars and sixty seven cents for the week. Now those sound like, and they are nice moves up and and, and strong moves. But if you're looking at, like, that December live, um, back in, you know, August, we were as high as the 115, and if you back that up even a month, to the first part of August, we we're in that, you know, almost hit the 116 level. And so, we had a big month, or a big week up, we're still off a buck and a half from those highs. So, in my opinion, we're still just challenging the high side of the range right now, and um, Technically, I think we're going to start seeing some markets that are getting pretty overbought, uh, which should give some some resistance on the top side of that market. Uh, The same thing in the feeder market. Uh, We we did come off of our our lows that we had at the end of August. We've moved that market up considerably from like that 147 up to the 152 range, but we're still lower than the highs for the year and we're coming into some overbought and, and more than likely some overhead resistance here in this cattle, least cattle market here uh, very soon.
1: Well, I know we've only got about 35, 40 seconds. Risk management plans, oh. now's the time to get in and get them taken care of, correct?
0: Absolutely. You're, you're hundred spot on right there. Um, guys, think about um, risk management marketing sometimes in the wintertime. What we're looking at right now is You've got to be um, have a plan for inventory management. Where those, what you're going to store, how you're going to store it, and when you're going to move that to market and protect it, possibly. So, inventory management, and then also get a plan written and have a plan for 2019.
1: Best way for folks to reach you there at Smart Yield.
0: Yeah, just give us a call at 308-234-6805. And
1: that's the Fontanel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.